Hey guys, welcome back to Real Things Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and if you guys have any questions, comments, or insight on any of the things that I bring up in this episode, feel free to email realthingspodcast at gmail.com. Today I want to talk about something that I thought was kind of important because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of my friends, when I talk to them, they kind of compare their life to mine, or I compare my life to theirs, and, you know, it's come up a few times where people have said, you know, you're very independent for your age, and I I kind of feel bad or guilty for it sometimes, but also I feel like proud at other points of my time, like uh, other points of my life. So I wanted to talk about, you know, independence at my age and, you know, the different levels of it, because I feel like my friends don't recognize that I see that they're becoming more independent or like that they are independent, but they're growing to become more independent. Like, you know, not everyone has it. I mean, I'm growing to be more independent too, like, don't get me wrong, but there's different levels and I feel like, you know, based off of your upbringing and your current financial situation, financial situation and your career or your job or, you know, if you're still in school, like, it varies. So people um, our age in our early 20s and into their, like, mid-20s, I mean, I mean, even, like, before your 20s, like, anywhere from, like, the age of 18 or before, it doesn't really matter, up until like 25, I think, is like the crucial milestones for an independent lifestyle. So starting with, you know, probably like my high school stage or ages, I was pretty independent, just like being myself, um, a homebody. I was very introverted. I've mentioned this in other episodes. I felt like I was very independent and like a homebody. My mom even told me like repeatedly. I actually didn't think I was that much of an independent homebody or like an introverted person um, until my mom pointed it out. She's like, yeah, you're just like kind of always the one that wants to stay at home. You don't like going out with parties or to parties or whatever. And it was very true. I didn't. I didn't like going out to parties or whatever. It was more so I just wanted to, you know, stick to my guns and do whatever I do best. So I did. Um, I would pretty much just wake up every day and like, or like on the weekends where I didn't have school, I would lay in bed until my mom would come and get me to like help out with like housework or, you know, I'd be hungry or whatever. I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. I was just very to myself. Um, I would text my friends or go on social media for hours and hours and hours. Like, that would probably be it. But, I mean, there wasn't really much to it. That was how I was in high or in high school, yeah. Then when I went to college, I've mentioned this before, I became a lot more extroverted and whatever. And I think it was probably my junior, junior year of college, or maybe sophomore, maybe sophomore year of college. I don't really remember. I started trying to convince my mom um, to let me have my own credit card. And I had a joint debit account with my mom. So it was kind of like infuriating, but also like good because, you know, she could transfer money if I was like low on money, like, which was nice. Or like, if I was like really like in a, like a tight spot, I'd be like, Hey mom, is there any way you can like spot me like 15 bucks or whatever? So I can get gas or something. Cause I wasn't working a lot. I, I was a workaholic, but normally it was like during um, the summers as a lifeguard. And then I picked up a couple jobs over the school year, but I was trying to like manage, you know, sports and school and job and like whatever. So I was constantly going. And anyway, I asked my mom, I begged her up and down for a credit card. And my parents both work for 
a credit card company. So they both were like, no, like you're only going to get in debt. My mom has a horrible spending habit, absolutely downright awful spending habit. So, um, yeah. So she was like, you know, I can talk to, you know, your stepdad, whatever. So he was just like shooting the idea down from the start. He was like, no, like absolutely not. You do not need it at your age, whatever. And that was probably like from the day I turned 18 or something, um, up until junior year of college that I was trying to convince them to let me have, you know, a debit card or sorry, a credit card and whatnot. So I was very frustrated, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that me and my independent self started after I got my, um, my credit card. I always wanted to pay for things. Like I wanted to pay for, you know, my phone or my phone bill or like, I don't know, my gas or whatever. And like, I would kind of feel bad because like, you know, other people would tell me about their hardships and I would compare myself to those friends of mine that were like, you know, I'm paying for my car, my car payment. Like one, like people have told me like the day they turn 18, they're paying for everything. So I feel like there's a lot of those parents out there. And I thought my parents were going to be like that too, but they weren't because they knew that I was going to college and I was trying to work while I was in school and like whatever. So I'm very grateful for my family, like helping me out when they did, you know, any, any time that I had a car issue, which if you know me and my car issues, like happen probably like twice, maybe three times a year. Um, it was bad. Like I was paying probably like $1,200 a year just on like car shit and like fixing cars. I've gone through like three cars already. So yes, it's not fun, but, um, yeah. So I currently do pay for my car, my like car insurance. Um, I bought my very own car. Like I'm paying for it, whatever my car insurance, my phone. Um, I'm trying to think (laughs) my, I don't know, my apartment, my like utilities, whatever. I feel like I can't think of anything right now. Like my gym membership, you know, I pay for like literally every streaming service that there is, um, Spotify, whatever. So yeah, I do pay for like everything pretty much on my own. The only thing I don't pay for or like have is like insurance, but that's like, you know, whatever. But anyway, so I think that when I started becoming more independent was about junior year of college. So I don't know. I felt like it was normal. Um, I got my first apartment the semester right before I graduated, which was like August of 2019. Um, I found a girl on roommate or uh, I found a girl on roommate. I found a girl on Facebook that was going to be my roommate, which actually I didn't trust the idea of Facebook and, um, you know, finding a roommate on Facebook, but I did it anyway because actually my friend Claire, she found somebody that when she went to go move to Nashville, she found somebody on Facebook and I was like, you know what? I'll try it. It just seems kind of sketchy to me. Like I hear all these things and horror stories about the idea of it. So it kind of freaked me out, but I did it. And um, yeah, so whatever, but it was, it was worth it. She actually turned out to be not a stranger, not a complete nut job, but I love her. She's awesome. She's great. And, you know, we really connected and she's, you know, been very welcoming to my crazy outgoing self. So God bless her. But yeah, I mean, it's really worked out and I don't know, like there's nothing bad that I can say about having, you know, my roommate, um, or like, you know, living in the place I live, I live in Clayton, Missouri, which, um, you know, people are like, Ooh, Clayton. But like, I mean, it's, 
actually like a cute little quaint area. Um, it's not sketchy at all, really. I mean, unless you go like walking by yourself for like miles on end, then I would I wouldn't consider that because you don't know where you're gonna end up. But but yeah, so I mean, like, there's nothing bad about it. I think it's a great idea to live on your own at a young age because or like with a roommate or whatever. But I think that independent, like if you're wanting to start to be more independent and you don't know where to begin, I think that, um, sorry, I think that like, you know, getting a credit card. So back to that, sorry, I'm so ADHD right now. Getting a credit card, my friend, she convinced my parents. She's like, my one friend, Abby, I mentioned her in the inner circle. She's like the very like adult type friend. So like I talked to her about literally any adult questions, like, you know, getting a new car, insurance, like you know, signing up for this and this and this, because she's normally the one that's, like, two steps ahead of me. And, you know, some of my friends ask me questions because I'm, like, maybe two steps ahead of them or a step in front of them. So I feel like it just kind of works through the chain. Like, if I don't know something, before I ask, you know, my aunt or my mom, I always ask Abby because she's, like, my go-to. But, yeah, or, like, if I know someone that's been through the similar situation or, like, has experience, then I ask them, too. But, yeah, for sure, I think that, you know, getting a credit card, having my friend Abby convince my mom, like, in under 10 minutes, might, might I add, and that's really, like, hard to do for my family to convince them to do anything when they're so strong, like, or strong-minded or closed-minded about a subject to get them to become open-minded, but, like, from an outsider's perspective is really hard for me because I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, I begged up and down for years for them to let me get, like, a credit card. I tried to give them information and do the research, whatever. But I think my friend Abby, she just, like, kind of explains it better or, like, her reasonings, like, a lot better than I do because I'm not a very, as you can tell, probably literate person. So I just ramble. So anyway, yeah, she did the absolute best thing ever and she, like, helped, you know, convince my parents. And that was, like, the stepping stone. Getting a credit card on my own was the stepping the stepping stone for me to, like, become more independent, I guess. Um I told my parents that I wanted to pay for my own credit or not credit card for my own phone payments each month because I was on their data plan and I was like literally draining their data every single month. It was so bad. Um, so yeah, I think that like once you start becoming like more independent and like taking on more responsibility, then that's like a stepping stone. Um, it's really hard for me too to like look at my friends that have kids and, you know, a husband and a house and dogs and whatever, like they're miles away from, you know, my stepping stone or my milestone that I'm at right now. But then I have friends that still live at home and don't pay for anything, which isn't a bad thing. Like by any means, people tell you all the time, you know, if you're living with your parents, like milk that shit as long as you can, because like you are saving money. Like my friends, they have very like strong work ethics. So I respect the hell out of them because they have that connection with their family. You know, they have the, um, basically, basically like immunity to like stay at home and like not really have the pressure to move out, but they are like making plans and moves to like move out. And they like respect me because I like move out and I do my own thing and whatever. So, I mean, all my friends are on different pedestals of like, you know, life. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just everyone moves at their own pace. I think I'm the only friend of mine that is moved out into their own place, but a lot of them are, or no, never mind, Olivia. Olivia has moved out to her own place too, but a lot of my friends, um, 
they're looking into apartments and stuff. So they will like message me or I'll message them different places that I see and I'll try to help them out, which I think is awesome. I think it's, you know, a helpful time in your early twenties to like kind of bounce ideas off of one another so you can like further develop and like reach the, the places, those milestones that you want to be at next. And before quarantine, I had like four goals for myself and they were really high goals and I should have just, you know, blasted right through them. It was supposed to be like super easy and that was to get a full-time job because I graduated in December of 2019 and my goal was to get a full-time position by February of 2020 and then I was going to get a new apartment like on my own and I was going to get a dog and a car, a new car. Well, I got a part-time position, like a seasonal part-time position, but it was a job that I was really interested in. So I was really excited. And this, um, the, I guess, industry or corporation or um, employer that I would work for, they have amazing benefits and they like to promote their internal candidates, like the people that are already working for them. They like to give them the first dibs at, you know, full-time or, you know, growing into better positions. So... I was really excited to work for this company because I was like, you know what? It's a starting point. It's, you know, an entry level job because I had no experience whatsoever. So I was like, of course, I'm going to take it. So I started in March and then Corona and COVID happened in like end of March. So about a month into the job, I was just kind of like thrown to the side and it was, I mean, everyone was, it's not just me, but Um, I was looking at new apartments. Uh, There was one in particular I was looking into and like, you know, staying in contact with the realtor for, but um, I guess the only two left, the goals I had were actually the three were to get a, um, a new apartment, which I really couldn't do with not having a job. And then also to uh, get a dog and a new car. Well, you can't get a new car with no financing or like a job for like the last month. So I'm probably going to wait till the end of the year to look into like getting a new car seriously once my job comes back and I start, you know, applying and looking into other positions. But, um, yeah, I wanted to get a new car, which I can't do. And I can't get a dog because I re-signed the lease for my current apartment, which does not allow pets unless it's a cat, which I don't want a cat. I want a dog. So yeah, a lot of my goals were not met for the, for this year. So it was hard. Um, I'm still looking into like probably getting a new car, but, um, I had a lot, a lot of car issues that I thought were going to happen this year. So, I mean, they still could, but I would just, I don't know. You always want to keep your head up in those positions. I try to all the time. It's really hard to, you know, there's definitely days or moments where I've been like, you know, there's negative 200 something dollars in my bank account and, you know, my car's on empty and I don't have food and, you know, I'm failing a class or two or something like, you know, I've been at the lowest of the lowest of the low for me. And, you know, you always come back up, you know, rising above it. So don't always think that just because you're not where everybody else is at this time, or if you're comparing yourself to other people, you know, take a break from social media. A lot of my friends, especially in quarantine, have been taking a break from social media because they are, you know, sick of seeing people, you know, everyone's getting married, everyone's having kids, everyone's getting a house, um, a a new pet or whatever, or a new apartment or, you know, a new car or whatever it is like they, everyone's moving up and it's hard because, you know, especially during quarantine, there's people that are just kind of 
in a rut and that's that happens like they're stuck they literally don't have a job and it's not their fault um i have friends that are upset because they didn't get stimulus or unemployment whatever and they're working like minimum wage and they're working their tails off and you know what that's and they're upset because they didn't get unemployment or that they're not getting unemployment or the stimulus check because they're living at home whatever there's so many like feelings with quarantine already um but not including quarantine you know you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people and their goals like you set your own like actual achievable um realistic goals for yourself for the year um and if the, if something happens to that goal like one gets lost along the way or something happens where it completely gets derailed you know set a new goal set a new realistic goal for that same you know whatever it is or focus on the other ones and try to like manifest all your energy into achieving the goals that you can you know one of the things that i've had a problem with or like an issue with is okay well corona hit all my goals are out the window and honestly it took till today which is like the end of may for me to realize you know hey i cannot just give up on my goals i actually need to um make new ones and stick with it and keep going because it's hard it is hard um but yeah, people are taking a break from social media. A lot of my friends are taking a break from social media. Um, they'll delete the app or they'll just, you know, sign off for a couple of days because they're following celebrities or people that, you know, are just going up and beyond their capabilities at the current standpoint. So I think taking a break is healthy. Like, it's fine. I don't follow celebrities on social media. I think I follow like two or three and that's like Billy Joe Armstrong and Billy, Billy Eilish, but they're like positive, like mental I guess you would say role models versus like physically looking like I don't even know like they don't it's just like they don't really care about the politics and the deep meaningful stuff they just kind of like live their life and like that's kind of the motto that I kind of go by is like you just live your life and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but you'll keep moving forward and that's just sometimes like the way it needs to be for you at that moment so I don't know. I get kind of um, guilty when people say like, oh, but you're so independent. Like you're like, you don't need this. Like you're fine. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but I busted my ass to get where I am. Like, and you'll bust your ass to get where you need to be. I mean, some people get it handed to them and yeah, that's totally frustrating. I was talking to one of my friends the other day about how frustrating it is that we just see, like we bust our asses so hard to get what we, what where we need to be and what we need. And, you know, I, like, we see other people, like, who just get everything handed to them, and they have all these, like, things to be fortunate and grateful for, and, like, we we do, too. We have things that we need to be fortunate and grateful for, but, like, it's hard to get, like, uh, I guess, like, tangled up in all of the social media and, you know, projecting yourself onto other people and, like, them, like, not really considering your feelings because, you, you know, I mean, how are they supposed to consider your feelings? Like, you can't. You can't consider someone's feelings over social media that much. It's hard. So anyway, yeah, I think, um, yeah, just making goals for yourself and making them realistic and achievable and um, adjusting them as you go, like that, that's what you really need. I see so many people posting a lot of like positive, um, you know, ambitious quotes on Facebook and on Instagram, which is awesome too. And sometimes you get sick of it or I get sick of it too. Cause I'm like, okay, not everything is as positive as like, you know, there's like those overly positive people, but I also am one where I'll get stuck in a rut and I'll start dwelling on things that don't need to be dwelled on as much. Like you just move on. So I think it's, 
a matter of balancing all that out, but also, you know, keeping your head high, keep moving forward, keep pushing yourself to where you need to be. Um, make yourself go to the gym, make yourself go try something new today, make yourself, I don't know, do something that you thought you would never do. Make yourself like go cook something for dinner rather than eat out. Make yourself start doing something a little bit more towards independent life than what you were already doing. Like if you're living at home and parents pay for whatever, um, do like do what you can and say, hey, like, can I help you out with like whatever? Can I help out with paying like like $30 a month or whatever for my car or make a plan, make something, make an effort towards that. It's okay to get stuck in a rut, but you always need to pull yourself out of it and keep going. Like you can't just sit there and like let it be. Um, and sometimes you do need to sit there and let it be, but just remember you have to eventually pick yourself up and that could take, you know, a couple weeks, a couple days, um, a couple months. I don't know. But, you know, if you want to keep moving forward, if you want to get to where other people are um, and you keep, I'm using air quotes, but like comparing yourself and like, I guess, projecting yourself on others, then yeah, it's going to seem like you're stuck in a rut. And we all get stuck in that for a little bit. But now it's time to pick yourself up, which is what I'm doing today. So I definitely needed this to get off my chest. And I'm glad I talked about it. If you guys have any questions, comments or insight on anything I brought up today, feel free to email realthingspodcast at gmail.com.